Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the wind beneath my wings. I'm here, I'm Alex. And over here with another episode of There Went the Sequels, it's Britain. That's right, guys. I have another correction to make. Uh, last week, I couldn't remember who the Elder God who dances at the center of the universe of the Sound of Blind Pipers is. <laughs> And as I said aloud to myself in the car earlier this week... His name was Marty. <laughs> we established. Yes, but his, birth, his, his Christian name... Well, not Christian name. <laughs> his, his Christian name is Azathoth. Of course, Azathoth. So my apologies. They call him Marty for short. Uh, we've been getting your letters. Not really, but you can send them in to us. Um, and uh, yeah, I just would like to thank my family uh, for staying with me and believing in me as I work to do better. Next time I go on a tangent about the Elder Gods... Thank you. It's been known to happen from time to time. It has. <laughs> I think that's really brave of you, dude. You Thank know, you. Thank you. Appreciate that correction. Well, <clears throat> Thank you. And hey, uh, you know, uh, it, it's all about the fans. Really. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And we guys, we do this show for a lot of reasons. Money is a big one. Yeah. And just oh man, but uh, but it really is. It's all about you guys. So mm-hmm. hey, just a round of applause for the fans. You know, round of applause. <laughs> you guys are doing it. All our all our seekers out there, we really love you. That seekers with a Q, and just thanks for listening. <laughs> all right, so you can uh, catch us online. <laughs> all right, uh, so this week uh, we are we are discussing Pitch Perfect three. Why did we do this franchise? You know, <laughs> it's not like it because I, I, in your words, cute girl singing. In my words. I like that movie a lot about the first one. I, I could have just watched the first one and been done with it. <laughs> I could have cut my losses it's, right there. It's, I, I don't know. This was, a, <laughs> this was a movie. It was a movie. Now, I will say, Tyler, I think you should go first to the rest of Best and Worst because Alex went first last time and I went first okay. on the first episode, so I think it's your go. Oh, I, I, we don't always do a rotating, but we have a clean trilogy here, so I think right, I think fair. Tyler should that's start fair. us off. I'm I mean, amazed usually that let you remember start. that. Yeah, I yeah. could not have told you. You could have told me that I started both of the last two, and I would have been like, all right, sounds good. Guys, I I don't know what Venom even looks like. I don't know what, I don't know. A big tongue, I think. That's correct. I don't know what what any of these superheroes jumping around to. You just know that when there's Venom, you got to get them, you know? That's true, exactly. I know it's going to be Carnage. So Pitch Perfect 3, directed by Trish C. 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 C? Okay. Trish C. This is why we have Britain here. Corrections and omissions. <laughs> From 2017, it has a 30% critic score on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Wow. Not great. And a 44% Disagree. audience score. Wow. Okay. Um, I think so. Yeah, a little harsh. Wonderful. Interesting. A little harsh. Tyler, what's your best thing uh, teen, and your worst thing? This is a Teen Choice Award winner, I do want to point out. Is it really? Yeah, for well, choice movie actress Anna Kendrick. Ah, uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, she got a big surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. Can you imagine any Kendrick just like having to tote that thing home? <laughs> just like dragging they, like the chair in the first one. They didn't even give her something like, you know, a prop that's like themed to the movie. Like, oh, here's no, the like sur- a, No, a the surfboard that... is the item. Is, is, the, is, the tro- is the Teen Choice Award trophy. You get a surfboard. Oh, okay. Like the blimp at the Kids' Choice Award. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, all right. I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't know Does, that that was the the, t- the prize. Teen, teen Choice. That's not. There's no slime there, right? No, that's Kids Choice Awards. Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know what they do with the Teen Choice Awards. I guess they like. 
do a Fortnite dance at you or something? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, they give you a nice pat on the back. Probably, yeah. <laughs> they tell you to, to pipe down you're in a library, I guess. <laughs> um, so Tyler, best thing my, and worst thing. My best thing uh, about Pitch Perfect 3, uh, I think it's actually going to be the last, like, sure. 20 to 25 minutes. I'm with it. Something in that range. Yeah. Um, basically, the entire movie, I was kind of like, this is very stilted and weird and almost not a movie. Um, and then the they, they hit a point where uh, John Lithgow, who has just a horrific Australian accent, and it's kind of wonderful. Um, I, it is not as bad as I thought it would be. It's clearly fake. Yes. But it's not like... Well, it's, it's not like Kevin Costner in Prince of Thieves or something. Sure. But it's just, I don't know, the... the it, it is very broad. <laughs> but you're my daughter! Yeah. Like, it's very... It's, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, it, is, yeah. it is a lot. Uh, he um, kidnaps all of the Bellas onto his yacht. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm just going to dive right into this plot exposition. Like, if you haven't seen this Do movie it. and you've only seen the other two, just, like, just, just, just go take with it away. It. Just because really there's no, it. like, there's really no buildup necessary to, uh, to understand this. Um, I mean, when it comes down to it, th- this this uh, uh, subplot, I'll say, has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. So, except it's like it's it's a finale that like it, it's almost the multiple endings problem that a lot of <laughs> movies have. Like like people talk about like Return of the King. <laughs> it's like they, <laughs> they have to do like it's it's very interesting um, that they. And it's it, this is all within like an hour hour thirty three thirty yeah yeah it's a short movie very short movie. Um, and so the uh, Jonathan Lith- Lithgow with his uh, Australian accent kidnaps. Uh, he he is playing Rebel Wilson, Fat Amy's uh, father in this, and he kidnaps all of them onto his yacht because uh, Fat Amy has a account, bank account in the Caymans. She has a bank account with like 180 million. Yes, yeah, yeah. that he he cannot access and she doesn't know about, and so he's trying to to rope her back in so that she'll unlock it and then he can take all the money somehow or something. Um, and then uh, I didn't even catch that part. Yeah, I just thought he was mad. I, don't, I, was... <laughs> I just um, kind of checked out, dude. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be on Britain's side of this. I didn't know what his actual motivation was. They, I, I think I thought that it was something do, about they like... do actually. There is a line about that. Okay, I, I promise. I think is, I think the way I interpreted it was, oh, he's trying to like force Fat Amy to get back into the the crime life with him. No, I believe I believe there's but, but that makes like, sense. That... A line where where she or he mentions like, oh. The, He's trying to get the. That's yeah, I think that's yeah. where they have the break where where she's like, "You're just trying to make me get the, the sure, money." Get and the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and so uh, they uh, Anna Kendrick. First of all, it starts off. It's pretty great. Anna Kendrick sneaks onto the the group mm-hmm. that is that because like Anna Kendrick and Fat Amy were not a, a part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they it, it's 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 very fun how much to me at least uh, because. And we'll talk about the rest of the movie. I, I'm not. I don't want to give the impression that I like thoroughly enjoyed this, but I think the ending is pretty entertaining. Sure, and, and, I agree. in a very fun, dumb way. Um, Anna Kendrick. Basically, there's a whole plot line going on where they're trying to get DJ Khaled to yeah. give them uh, a performance for the troops. To, yeah, because DJ Khaled <laughs> is doing this. This is just the dumbest plot. <laughs> it's all part of a USO tour. This is just on. the worst. <laughs> They're on a USO or tour. Or maybe the best. And DJ Khaled is no. hosting it. That's relative. And he's 
The oh, I, by the way, DJ Khaled, wonderful actor. Oh. <laughs> He's giving it his all. It really is a lot of death. fun. He takes a long time to say all of his lines. Yes. <laughs> but you, Becca, with your singing, well, it, and me, DJ it's, Khaled. It's, it's a good, I think to me, it's, I don't know a, to me it's a good performance because this is exactly how I could imagine someone like that acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like playing a broader Like that is actually himself, like yeah. how that type of like celebrity would be. Sure. Um, I don't Honestly, know what I mean by type. I know nothing about DJ Khaled. Hey, when it comes to his film and, critics, you know, I say another one. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, this is this. It is a ton of fun that he's yeah. in this. I gotta say, like, I, I yeah, actually, like, actual respect for sure, just being sure. like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this. It'll be weird. But the idea um, is that he is going to pick one of the bands, one of the groups performing on this USO yes. tour, to open for him, and which will theoretically be this very publicized, yes. televised event, this yes. big deal, and the chance to. It's more like, oh, we get a chance to like broadcast ourselves and and promote ourselves, but also like maybe what if we impress yeah. them and we'll get a record yeah. deal, and then. So, so the idea is that uh, there's a there's a party with bees, and at this party, um, Anna Kendrick uh, does a does a, a sweet mix, yeah. and uh, this this British dude, uh, Theo, yeah, he, he thinks it's real cool, and so and it Token is, it is love pretty interest. cool. The Britain proxy, yes. love interest, who is never actually like, which I like, I like the love he, interest, he never which actually is an was. interesting like little. That. Thing. Yeah. Do you guys remember the love interest from the last movies? Oh, they they're gone. Oh yes, the, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about. It. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. We'll get, I let, let us let us. Guys, out. I'm not upset. I swear, I'm not upset let, about this. I'm perfectly fine right now. Tyler, continue. Let us point out all the things that we thought were just silly and fun, and then we'll get into why this movie is, is fundamentally not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but but let us let us at least at least touch on this if this doesn't already give it away. Um, but basically, uh. There, there's a party where, where uh, someone I forget what the context is. Some, somehow one of the Bellas knocks over uh, a, a candle and it lights the curtains on fire yes. and it starts a chain reaction and and somebody and these, a domi- people domino and they fall into the the apiary. Yes, there's DJ Khaled as an apiary, and then uh, someone throws a chair through a window. Haley Seinfeld does, I believe. Yes. And uh, while all this is happening, Anna Kendrick's making a, a sweet mix, and then. Uh, um, yeah, that was kind of funny. I will say she's watched yeah, a single bee away. The, the shot, yes. the shot, yeah, the shot of just like a couple bees mm-hmm. flying around. She waves them away while she's focusing. We'll, and then we'll talk just about chaos. We'll talk about the humor in this because yeah. there, there are a couple of like laugh out loud moments that I don't know if they work better because of the absurdity of the movie that you're just like, what is happening? Um, and then a lot, there are a lot of jokes that fall very flat. Yes, um, but uh, they they get her. Or he he gets her mix mixtape thing and he's like oh I showed it to DJ Gallet and he loved it and he's like I want you Becca yeah and so then you perform to, to perform and she's like well I can't which is exactly speaking of yeah this is things, what we you things we yeah. talked about that we thought they would do in the second one that would have been really dumb as you mentioned the uh, the love interests are both gone we can get that out of the way real quick uh, Jesse and Bumper are both just out of the movie and both Fat Amy and uh, Becca just like hate them and. Yeah. Well, they're just not really. so casually them. dismissed. Yeah. What, what was the point in trying to get us invested in those relationships at all? Well, just well because Jesse's, Jesse's not that big of a deal in the second movie yes. either. And I do want to combat the idea of trying to get us invested in these relationships because clearly they're just making these movies as they go along. It's not, yeah. it's not like a grand plan. Um, the only time we're supposed to be invested in her and Jesse, I think, is in the first one. It's clearly, oh, hey, we actually made enough money with the second one to make one more of these. Uh, who can we get back? Oh, yeah. we can't get those guys back. Okay, I think so, well, that's yeah. fine. Um, that's, that's obviously what, and, and it's just I think Skylar Aston was on uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend at that point, mm-hmm. too. 
That's right. I um, would almost. I, I I think it would be better if they just did like an off off screen thing where where you don't you don't have the actors in the movie, but but our characters are still in relationships with yeah. them, and maybe you see them texting. Mm, yeah, something like that. Just just to be casually like, oh, these two relationships, they're both done. Right. I, I, that that feels very much like a typical Hollywood sequel thing of we can't yes. get the actors back they um, just broke up off screen. Another thing, eh. the the going back to what I was talking about, the um I mentioned in an earlier episode that oh hey uh it would be real dumb is it if in Pitch Perfect two the plot was that uh they were there was some some Hollywood or not Hollywood uh, yeah, some, some some executive trying to get some her a music solo executive career. trying to get Becca to do a her solo singing career like a former career and it's like oh no she's just pursuing his her uh, her passion for uh, sound production and and so it's, it's it's about balancing that it's not about like oh she's actually betraying the others um, and so they do that in this movie <laughs> and I was like <laughs> oh good um, and so and th- just to be clear Tyler you haven't seen this movie before correct, correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so the idea is that, uh, yeah, basically they offer this performance to her specifically and not the rest of the Bellas, which isn't that a, th- what's, what's that like a, that is a plot element in something and probably in many things, but I, I feel like there is specifically something that's ringing out of my head about like one particular person being asked to abandon their, like, I feel like it's probably a very common like band movie yeah, type yeah. trope thing. But I should be able to name an example, and I can't. And I do is, that a is, lot. Is that in like one of the High School Musical movies or something? That's not what know. I'm thinking of, but probably. Um, I don't know. But basically, that happens. And then when when Becca goes to be like, "Oh, hey, uh, Fat Amy, I got to talk to you, you know, about this thing. I want to be honest about like what this deal is." And Fat Amy's like getting rope to go like yeah. invade this yacht. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, uh, yes, Becca infiltrates the yacht. Uh, and and sl- sneaks into the group of all the other uh, girls, and um, Jonathan Lithgow is like, is it Jonathan Lithgow or John Lithgow? John Lithgow. Is do we know what is is it? Is, does it stand for Jonathan? Am I am I, I am I besmirching his I just name? Know he's in good his, old Johnny Lithgow. Yeah, I just know he's in his seventies. Johnny amazing. Boy Lithgow. That's true. Um, and that is like a brilliant brilliant performance. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> Uh, he he has, he is a lot of fun in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. In spite of it, he's yes. it is not his fault. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he uh, basically notices uh, Becca, and he's like, "You weren't here the whole time." She's like, yeah, "Yes, I am. I'm just very tiny." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is a wonderful. <laughs> and, bit. and the whole time she's like darting her eyes at all the other Bellas, like, <laughs> right? She plays that really well. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very fun little. It's scene. such a dumb. And, it's and a, it's she, a dumb thing that we're not supposed. Why would he believe that? Yes. But the the scene leans into it of like, yeah, it's stupid. And so and Kendra just does all these amazing takes. Just yes. like, right, right on his hair, guys. And then she convinces everyone to uh, to sing. Uh, to perform to do a performance. She, where it's a very, again, a very great little performance where she's like, guys, I just think if this is the end, we, we should go out singing. Yeah. And, so, and, and it's, it's a little fun. <laughs> um, and then, uh, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Fat Amy is just beating her way through yeah. uh, all of John Lithgow's guards, and it's yeah, kind of wonderful. Yeah, just really like, um, solid snaking her way. Yes, through the, the just like she's, she does a backflip at one point and just yeah. like knocks a guy out. Man, I, I sort of loved it, guys. I love those um, videos, Ubisoft video games, Fat Amy's Creed. That's so, <laughs> those are so great. I really love um, those. Also, the, specifically the part where she she's walking up and she sees this guy who's like the chef, yeah, and he's got a scar, and he's like, <laughs> she's like, I haven't I haven't seen you in in years since you used to babysit me, <laughs> and then I, I forget what the exact line is, but it's something like a uh, the the guy's basically like, 
uh, I haven't seen you since you gave me this scar. Yeah, and then yeah, she, yeah. she says, you shouldn't have put me in timeout or something like <laughs> uh-huh. that. And then she like finds C4 in a box of Frosted Flakes that, that her dad <laughs> had That was hiding. awesome. It's just, it's just a fever yeah. dream. It's just insane. I yeah. don't know where... And it's like an actually decently shot sure. sequence of I like agree. fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I was expecting it to be. And, and Trish, see, uh, uh, just to, to preface this, she is a music video director that's what mm-hmm. she does and she done the step up she did one of the step up step movies up not the first one it was okay. all all in sure I, was, I don't know it was one of the step up movies okay. she had a couple short films but she's mostly done music videos for like okay go like with the treadmills and stuff oh, okay. so like well, I came into this very afraid of music video editing to the choreography like a greatest showman mm-hmm. which is always my greatest fear with musicals <laughs> and there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. not as bad as I thought it would be I will sure. get there sure um, yes, but yeah, some of that is actually better shot than I would think. Yeah, yeah, like there's a decent little sequence where she's like knocking out like three guys at once. Yeah, after she like hides around a quarter, it's it's a weird and bizarre mm-hmm. and, and totally fun. Just like what is happening, and it, it, it's a moment um, where the movie is like, let's lean into how stupid this yes, is. Yes, and, and so then like, and then they all uh, they all jump off the boat. Yeah, uh, as as the boat explodes, uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then the next morning they're on land. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, they kind of are just like, well, that happened, and then they're they're all having a conversation. Which this this is a nice resolution to this, I will say. Um, as much as I hate that they went here, um, the the resolution to the Becca subplot mm. is, or I guess main plot is what it's supposed to be, uh, is that um, basically she explains to everyone else like, oh hey, you know, like they, they, this is what they offer me. I'm not going to do it. Like you know, yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. then they're all like, no, you should you should totally do it. Like we we all. Uh, we have lives. Yeah, we we, we got stuff. other stuff we got to do. Like this is you know we we got to move on. Remember how we started this movie and we had like no futures ahead of us. Everything was just terrible. Yeah, off screen we've all got we suddenly have uh, prospects. Well, I think and we're yeah. doing we're all doing great. Yeah, that was that was a weird a weird thing where it was like oh yeah they're all doing terrible but actually they all have secret great opportunities ahead. Well, with some of them like Flo was a mislead. Yeah, Flo they misled like oh we see her serving. Yeah, true. Privileged customers. But then later she's like, oh, that's actually, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. We all just assumed that it was bad. Yeah. And then Chloe does. Chloe gets the like, oh my god, I got the text. Yeah. I'm going to be a veterinarian. I'm yeah. like, no, you just got into vet school. You haven't passed it yet. <laughs> and what were you doing with your hand in a cow earlier if you're not in a vet school? You know? I was not happy at this point in the movie. Tyler, continue. You sure. also don't like to like things. That's very true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler they, continues. They all, so they're all kind of like, oh, you know, like no, you should you should totally just do the thing, like enjoy it. And she's like, oh, okay, sounds good. Um, and then they they have the performance, which I I think is quite good. It's kind of an interesting, hmm. different take on it, where um she is like using a, a sound pedal or yeah, some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. I I don't know to like, like any loop of her own. And, yes, uh, basically she's vocals. she's looping her vocals and creating a very a very fun song yeah. and then she drags all the bells into it and sure. they all have a good time. And she was like they put my hair in two very severe rows. <laughs> I should probably loop my my vocals similarly. <laughs> I I did have one question and I the, this isn't so much a criticism cuz like with this type of movie this is something I can easily let slide. None of the bellas had mics. Yeah. Sure. And how do they oh, all know yeah. the arrangement in the song? Yeah. Although that's been a thing through the that's all, I mean, all, this Riff entire off. series has just yeah, been Riff like, off. oh, yeah, they're just true. going with it. Um, but then they, they unveil the curtains and they've got this whole backdrop yeah, of like a band, yeah. a big orchestra, and like it's a lot of fun. It's a good, good And I was angry thing. crying. Sure. Because I started getting teary and I was like, no. 
I know it's because I'm I'm thinking about but, how this could be better, and I'm crying at well, the fake version in my head. So the reason don't cry for Pitch Perfect Three. It's reason, not worth it. The reason it. I selected this as my best thing and talked about it for 15 minutes um, is because I think there is a, a little something, and it's it's really punched home by the uh, during the credits. Um, there's a, a bit where it's it's John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks are like, all right, so what what did we catch on on our film here on our yeah, documentary? Yeah, yeah. And then it's it's footage from all three of the movies. Yes. Of like, I, some of it's like seems to be deleted stuff. Some of it's like bloopers and yeah. things like that, where it's just like all of them just hanging out and like seemingly really really enjoying just like yeah. filming these and just having like doing stuff offset mm-hmm. and like it's a really sweet thing and it like it makes me think a lot of um, the uh, <laughs> maybe a weird comparison. Uh, the song I cannot Billy Boyd sings oh, yeah. uh, at the end God. of the uh, the Hobbit. Have you heard? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know you're talking about. I haven't heard. Um, it, but I know what you mean at the I, is it the theatrical third Hobbit movie or just the? It was a third Hobbit movie. Um, no, but 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 he's asking if it's included in the theatrical version oh. of the credits. I think it is. Basically, there is a uh, a song he sings that I believe is an original song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically like a, a farewell. That like is almost more bittersweet because those movies are not very good. Sure. <laughs> like it's it, and it's and basically like we are done with it. Like this is, yeah. you know, there there was maybe some excitement when they were first announced, but we're 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 leaving this forever. Like yeah, this yeah. Is, well, this also is maybe maybe a, a more direct comparison. Rocky Five, the end of that is like it shows uh, photos from the first the previous movies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, the I'm Twilight talking, curtain calls, the Avengers curtain yeah. calls, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm saying specifically, yeah, and that's a good comparison too. I'm saying specifically, the Twilight curtain call. Oh dear God! <laughs> I, I genuinely I like. The, I think that's genuinely good. It was. It was neat. The the that, I'm saying that's the same vibe I get from this, where it's yes. like this and that song, where it's like that song playing over the credits, and it's Billy Boyd, and it's like this is right. I I did not really like a lot of what came before this point. But I think this is a nice emotional vibe to right. end on, and, and to sure. realize, like, hey, you know what? Like in this instance, they had a really good time. You know, yeah. they, and this they, is a movie. Of, these movies are ultimately about the, the, the friendship between this. Yes, group. yes. This is a, a silly movie franchise, and you know, of course, they made it three movies, and they got it progressively less high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Like, it was it was a good time. It it, it will be. You know, it, it it's a nice definitive like. Yeah. All right, we're. We're done here. We, and we and to my understanding, if Instagram is to be believed, the, a lot of those women are still friends. Oh, like they I've, still I've hang out. I think it was like Anna Kendrick's birthday or something, and they or maybe someone else. Well, I, I would hope so if they filmed three movies but together. I, hope, like, I would hope some of them were well, friends. It's like the Lord of the Rings guys are all like yeah. are pals. Yeah. You know, genuinely yeah. friends because they've spent two years making movies. Yeah. yeah. So what's your worst thing? Um, I spent so long talking about my best thing. I can't remember what I. I, I immediately had a worst thing, and I, now I can't remember it. Um. Yeah, I, no, I think for me it's the humor. Uh, sure. It was kind of most disappointing to me. There are some really great. Jo- I did want to mention real quick uh, the the bit when they're all talking about like, oh, we you know we got to move on. Like you know, you yeah. enjoy your performance. Um, uh, Aubrey mm. is like, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I always feel like I'm going to puke whenever <laughs> I'm performing. Yeah, yeah. And they all just like look at her like, ah, and she's like, I'm so happy. I never have to do that again. Like that's that's, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> overall, if this movie had been a lot funnier, it would have gone a long sure. way in making me just go along with it. Sure. And there are one hundred percent agree. There are a handful of jokes that I think are are really quite funny. There are some very strong um, jokes. 
But, like, even uh, John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks, I think... I th- felt like they weren't funny in There's this. a couple that, you know, know, hit... There There are a couple lines that hit pretty well for sure. me. I think I know what part of the problem is. Did you guys notice Elizabeth Banks had didn't have as many witty retorts? I know, it's... I mean, uh, it, felt like, it felt like she was responding less to whatever stupid thing he was saying. He also well, wasn't saying as many stupid things. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, like... The actual setup of them like walking around is not does not because because a lot of the jokes are like oh we don't know how to work this technology and yeah. we're being dumb and what's what's happening whereas, whereas like when you have them both sitting down you're staring at each of them you and then the, it's something specifically I think about the two of them facing forward yeah and like you get to see both of their expressions at once and like the the way they kind of shoot those scenes in the previous two movies works a lot better there are a couple and I cannot remember now what they uh, what really got me but there i think there were a couple of lines that i was like oh that was that was pretty funny yeah um but by and large no i agree it's just not the same and i think that goes for the entire movie where it's like every now and then they hit something that i'm like oh that was pretty funny and then there's a lot of like weird it felt like almost like gross out humor so um, yeah i don't know uh, i remember there was a joke i think i guess it's a joke where uh <laughs> the announcers are like talking to the soldiers and elizabeth banks like it's like, catch me, and jumps out, and they all catch her. And then Higgins yeah. is like, catch me, too. And he jumps out, and they all catch him. And I was like... Was there more? To what? That's, yeah. that, you either then have like a follow-up line that's a joke about yes. that, or they all move and don't catch him, yeah. or yeah. only one guy catches him, or there's some kind of awkward exchange. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, yay, they both got caught. Yeah. Why yeah. do you... Okay. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and I think in general... Beyond just the humor, the, the movie feels like it's trying to be a satire in places or mm. trying to like be self-aware and poke fun at itself, but it doesn't do that enough, so it sure. ends up in this awkward middle ground where you're like... But I think when it does it, it does it well. Yes, there are yeah. a handful of times when it works quite well, um, but there's a lot of stuff that is like, mm, I don't know if you realize what, or like understand what you're trying to do sure. here. Like a lot of the stuff with the, I mean, I, I said the Fat Amy stuff was pretty funny with, with her fighting. Um but there is a lot of other stuff around that plot line that feels like it's supposed to be more of like oh, and like an action movie satire. Mm. And I'm like, mm, sure, I don't sure, know sure. what we're doing here. Them uh, jumping off the boat in slow motion. Yeah, it's like, are are we like, are you saying something about this, or are you just kind of? Well, it's weird because also they have that the bit right after that where Fat Amy she falls on the boat. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like a big laugh out loud moment, but the way it's cut. Yeah, There's not in, enough yes. room to even, like, realize that that's a funny moment, because it immediately cuts, and then she's just yes. in the water. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Very weird. My my theory, of course I don't know this, but the the first Pitch Perfect movie is essentially an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Not just in that it's got the Breakfast Club thing, but the way it's structured, the tone, yeah. the type of characters, the gay panic humor. Like, it's essentially an 80s teen movie. I think... An idea for this movie is that maybe they were trying to make a wacky 80s comedy. Sure. Where it's like, well, okay, I, I'll put a pin in that for when I get into my... Sure. Because I have to go last. Oh. So, Alex, you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Britain is laying down the law. Well, um, I think it'll be better if I go last. Okay. Um, and take you boys to school. Oh, my God. Because we're almost late. It's your first day. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, my best. Me. I, don't I think my best school. thing. <laughs> I think my best thing is just going to be the musical numbers in general. Interesting. 
Okay. And no, go ahead. I, I, I don't know if that's just, like, everything about this movie I found kind of disappointing. So that stuff was just, like, the fact that it was just kind of competent. Maybe that was just, like, oh, bright spot. I don't know. I, I genuinely enjoyed, like, the riff-off. I, I enjoyed the fact that we were getting a bit more variety than just acapella. Sure. Um, we were actually getting different bands and different styles of music. So that was kind of fun, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's very... I, they do about I, seven songs in about thirty seconds. Yes. at the beginning yeah. of that, and I was like, "No, no, I, this it, is, it does, this. it does, it does have that problem of just like overload." Like it's so frantic, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of it is. I just recognized a lot of the songs because that's that's always something where I'm not sure if that's playing into why I'm kind of attached to it or not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I found the the musical sequences for the most part more memorable than the at least the second movie. I still think the first movie on the for, on the whole does the best job with all that. I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite number? Was it the riff off? Um, yeah, it was probably the riff off. Sure. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Cheap Thrills when they're all in their sailor mm-hmm. outfits. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, uh, the riff off was fun. I actually quite enjoyed the number that the new Bellas do at the aquarium. I thought that was, was fairly well shot mm-hmm. and, and fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I was, I was afraid the editing in those numbers was going to be so frantic and bad, right. but it was better than I thought. I think the reason I liked particularly the riff off so much, I liked that all the bands were combining their music together sure. at the end of that sequence. Sure. That was, that was, that was fun and inventive, at least for these movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of wish that came into play somehow more at the end. Yeah. Because it is nice that Becca brings on the Bellas, but it would it would have been nice if she was kind of nice to everyone, brought everyone on to yeah. do like a, have a part to play at least. Because at a certain point, the competition element just kind of gets dropped when DJ Cal is just like Becca perform, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like. Well, what's Ruby Rose and, and everyone else? What are they up to? Yeah, exactly. Like, did they the just audience. lose? What are Evermore's no, no. doing? Yeah. R- R- Ruby Rose just turns around. Guys, did we just lose? Yeah. <laughs> but sure. yeah, I, I, for the most part, I, I enjoyed the musical numbers, which, considering that hasn't been my favorite thing about the previous movies, mm. I don't know what that says. <laughs> um, my worst thing is gonna kind of be Tyler's best thing I absolutely hated everything with John Lithgow and the <laughs> yacht sequence I hated it all um, it is an acid dream nightmare <laughs> <laughs> and I think my problem is just like it's not it's it, it's completely different and, and completely out of, of the world that we've yeah. been accustomed there's, to in the picture there's like the two plots in the movie it's like there's yes. two movies in the movie. Well, yes. it, it, it's annoying because it gets to the end of that sequence, like I said, and then we cut to Becca being like, okay, guys, now I have to tell you the truth, and everybody kind of lays lays everything on the line. And it's like, well, we're not going to re- reference the John Lithgow thing again. Like, it's just gone. Like, yeah, it's completely yeah, yeah. gone from the movie like it never happened. And it's just, it feel it is filler for, like, 30 minutes of the movie. And I found that to be obnoxious, and it felt like it, – it felt like – a Disney Channel original movie that's like 75 minutes and they're like we gotta extend this to a theatrical runtime. let's throw in this stupid subplot I found it obnoxious mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it almost felt like because they, they set it up where we have the opening sequence be the Bellas performing on the yacht and then everything starts to explode and it's like how did they get to this wacky position Yeah. Um, and I really thought it would have been better if it was either like a dream sequence or maybe Fat Amy's like 
trying to talk about her time with the Bellas and how awesome they were. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a joke of, like, they never did anything that cool. They were kind of losers. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, doing something a bit more in that vein instead of just being like, no, 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 they literally blew up a yacht. Yeah. Um, I found all of that very, very weird, and it did not work for me. Sure. I get that. And John Lithgow, I thought, was completely wasted in this. Slide. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, would they, you have they expected could've... anything else? It's just, I, I don't know why it was specifically him. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the t- kind of thing where you just, like, get, like, a, a random local Australian comedian and just get him to do get it. Get Jim Jeffries. Get, get Paul Hogan. What's he doing? This is a Yeah. Why, let's get weird. Let's get Arnold. Like, let's just have Arnold oh, there. Man. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how Lithgow showed up. I don't. I mean, again, I love John Lithgow. Like, this is not a criticism on him. It's just like I don't. I. I. I can't see the. It's just frustrating when you see them bring on a really good actor yeah. and then they make a buffoon out of him. Yeah. Well, and in a way that and it's just like oh, oh, be a cartoon for like don't... really good comedy. Yeah. yeah. One, I think too. I, I'm not always a fan of like super obvious casting mm-hmm. because I think that's so easy, and I, I I like when people are a little more inventive and creative with their casting. But I, that, this doesn't feel inventive or creative. It just feels random. It just feels yeah. like, well, good John Lithgow. Why? It feels like someone uh, probably knew John Lithgow. Yeah. And he was like, ah, sure. This Maybe there was fun. a contract thing with the studio. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how stuff works. I mean, yeah. he seems to be enjoying himself. He does. Though, so He's I, having fun. I feel sure. like it's probably the kind of thing where it's just like, Hey, uh, who's 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 around? Who, maybe who it's one wants, of those like who wants to make like a quick uh, yeah, or like maybe his kids know, or his grandkids or are big yeah, fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, oh sure, I'll be in the movie. Yeah, yeah that would bring him to set. I think that if the movie had actually been able to explore the ideas of of the the Bellas and their relationships to their fathers um, in an interesting way, then he could yep. have worked. The problem really is, expecting... women need more daddy issues, says Alex. <laughs> they have that in the movie. No, I know, That's I know, not I me know. reading into it. They set up. Is it Aubrey, no. her father? Aubrey like is they, a big one. Well, and also they actually that, have her dad show up in the credit scene. I will get to the credit scene because that that's a whole other thing. Um, but I don't know if I know what we're talking about. Bef- before, how during the credits the, before the, the bloops? Yeah. During the credits, sure. they have the actual resolution to, like, everyone's quote-unquote character stories. arcs instead of having them in the movie. Honestly, I don't even remember. Like, I, re- I remember the scenes you're talking about. I do not remember there being in the middle of the credits because it They happened just, in the middle of the credits. It was all just sort of rolling along for me at that point. Well, good for you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, we don't – once again, we don't bring back Becca's father, but then we have – Fat Amy's father show up, and then Aubrey's father finally shows up at the end, and it feels like they were trying to do something with that, and then it's it's nothing. It's nothing. So yeah. what it, are we doing? It, it is weird when they go, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna meet a character's dad, and they're gonna be a big fixture, and it's Fat Amy's." When she's never really talked about her parents a lot, we're no. always hearing about Aubrey's dad, right? And my feeling on that is either don't ha- either don't have her dad show up at all, and he's always this like off-screen Maris character from Frasier, or have him be this central yeah. antagonist. Yeah. Also, that would he work. shows up, and I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a cameo. Yeah, and it's not. It's just like it's just, a guy. It's just a dude. Yeah, and it wasn't even like if it had been like Anna Camp's real dad or something, that yeah. might be something. But like, yeah, I don't know. It was here's your chance to bring in, I don't know. Bring in Stephen Lang. Bring in yeah, Chris yeah. Cooper. You know, bring in somebody like that to be 
have them be the central F- and find someone else whose grand grandkids love yeah uh, yeah have oh it my be God. that the generals are judging the the competition and and he he's not going to just choose the bellas just because his daughter is one yeah. of them get tommy lee jones in there because he's already done man of the house sure <laughs> this is my happy face you know i'm not going to sing that is ridiculous God, I love him so much. Remember, remember how good he is in Lincoln when he calls Lee Pace an immovable piece of wood? That's so remember how good. terrible he is in Batman Forever? No. He says, why don't you just die? Remember how you can praise somebody and not feel nece- like it's necessary to point out a bad performance that you can actually Britain, just like, this enjoy this is a something? podcast. That's not how this works. Be the change you want to see, Alex. I think he wants to see more hot takes <laughs> on podcast. <laughs> Well, Tommy Lee Jones, really, bad Tyler, actor. Is it really a, a hot take to say that Tommy Lee Jones' performance in Batman Forever is bad? Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's oh, not okay. necessary. <laughs> like, you can just be like, yeah, the movie's really good. Yeah, he is good in that. And then move on. It's just, you don't have to be so no good all the time. It's okay. What if we it's just spent the, the rest of the podcast naming Tommy Lee Jones' performance? Sure. I really like him in <laughs> No Country for Old Men. <laughs> and I never saw In the Valley of Allah, but I bet he's good in it. I just saw that Oscar clip where he's like, my son deserves better in this. And I said, he said better in this. He's going to get an Oscar. <laughs> and he didn't. He's in the fugitive. Oh, Men in Black. That's a good one. Probably. He is in The Fugitive. <laughs> I'm innocent. I don't care. Oh, he's so great. Britain, what's your best thing and your worst thing? <laughs> okay. So, guys, this movie might be my Dark Phoenix. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I still don't entirely know what you mean by that. I know exactly what he means. Yeah. I see every flaw in this pane of glass. I see every crack, and it forms a spider web from which I cannot look away. And written in that spider web by some sort of glass spider says, Some movie, because I just <laughs> couldn't hate it. This, to me, feels like a movie that if I was sick and I just needed comfort, but I didn't need – I didn't I didn't want to look – I didn't want to, like, pay attention. Like, if I was so sick to the point where I couldn't, like, focus on Pitch yeah. Perfect 1, but I was, yeah. like – Or kind of, like, hurts your head a little bit to, like, focus too much. On yeah, the I'm just, screen. like, I just need a thing in the room. This is happening. Yeah. This is what I would put on. Like, Anna Kendrick is great in it. I feel like mm-hmm. in this movie they just went, hey, Anna, you know – you know – just do it. Just yeah. do Anna Kendrick stuff. Just do shtick. Just do takes. I bet a lot of her stuff is ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. She has this great line when – one of my laugh-out-loud moments when Rebel Wilson is going, no, we need to get all tarted up. And they try to make this joke out of people <laughs> not knowing that she's saying tarted up, which goes nowhere. But she's like, you'd be the caramel tart and you'd be the vanilla tart. And Kendrick goes, thanks, babe. But then she goes to Chloe and she goes, <laughs> which is really funny. It's a really funny, okay, yeah, get, a, a good microcosm of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> just like and Ken, and like I said, Kendrick when she's on the boat and she's like darting her eyes around. It's mm-hmm. like that was whenever wonderful. the girls were just hanging out. Yeah. that tended to be the yeah. stuff that I was at least mildly enjoying. I agree, and like I, I found basically that, whenever the plot wasn't happening, <laughs> when it got to be a movie of watching these charismatic actresses be funny, like Britney Snow is quite funny in this mm-hmm. when she's being awkward with the guy named Chicago. Who that's not a joke. His name is Chicago. The, the, no, there's nothing. 
And he's like, no, I'm from Georgia. And I was but, like, cool, yeah, Britain, dude. Britain, it's subverting your expectations. A guy named Chicago, you'd think he'd be from Chicago, but he's from Georgia. That's just, uh, that is that's just crazy. That really that's is just, so silly. That's, Britain that's, suddenly that's, come, being, being you know, won over by the gag. You know, that's like, wait a that's minute. Like, that's even more ridiculous than the yacht sequence. Like... <laughs> Completely out of this world. Are you guys see? I called my roommate into the room to be like, "Did you? Oh, we're, okay, okay. First of all, where? I pause it. Where do you think he's from? Where do you think he's from? Because <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, probably Georgia. <laughs> Jeff, shut up. You've seen this before, haven't you? And then he reveals his pitch perfect three chest tattoo. And I'm like, go of back Ch- of Chicago. Yeah, of, of the character Chicago, who might be the blandest love interest yes. in any movie. He it's seems true. like a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. He he has nothing. It but, did feel like a situation where it was, we have to give one of the Bellas something to do. Right. And, like, Chloe needs something. Yeah. Um, she puts love. her hand up a she cow's butt, and then she love. flirts with a guy. But she's quite funny when she's flirting with him awkwardly. I think, yeah. I thought, I found her very charming and funny in those sequences. Mm-hmm. Which kind of highlight what we said last episode about how Chloe has, is not really much of anything, but Britney Snow is a lot. Yeah. And it makes yep. me alternately... Very grateful for Britney Snow, and also wish she had better stuff to do in these sure. movies because she's great. Um, and like, I really enjoyed the joke where they're like, uh, "Okay, well, I guess we're okay." My best thing about this movie ultimately is that I, I the self-referential bits that worked, like mm-hmm. the the joke, the two uh, Jessica and Ashley jokes. Mm-hmm. The first one where they're like, "No, we," they're like, they suggest, "Should we use musical instruments uh, to compete with these people?" And Chloe's like, no, if we needed drums, we wouldn't need Lily. And if we play it, had a bass, we wouldn't need me. And I was like, mm, you've been dropping that for a while. And they, go, and they go, like, and we're still not sure what Jessica and Ashley do. And they cut over, and Jessica's first line in these movies, she goes, did I just say her names? And Ashley's <laughs> like, no, no, don't think about it. But no, then no, no, she, <laughs> she specifically is like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but then later on the, on the yacht, uh, he's ta- uh, John Lewis is talking to Amy, and she's fat Amy, and she's like, oh, I don't care. If you're going to kill them, start with Jessica and Ashley or whatever. And he goes, now which of you are Jessica and Ashley? And they all pan over and everybody, including Jessica, is pointing at (laughs) Ashley. And then Ashley gets the one S-bomb in the movie, which I thought was pretty well done. Um, My favorite of these jokes was when they arrive at the aquarium for the big performance at the beginning of the movie. Which sounds like a way better scene than it is when I say that. Yes. Um, They're all like... They find out they're not performing, and mm. Chloe's like, oh, I thought, we, you know, we're, our voices are all warmed up, we have our costumes, and I brought this. And she pulls out a blue Solo cup, and then Kendrick, without looking at her, just smacks <laughs> it out of her hand. And it's such a good take yeah. that uh, a worse movie would have then had, like, an extra line, mm-hmm. or, like, have Chloe do some big reaction. Like, do you have to comment on the joke to make yeah. it a joke? But it, they just leave it there, which is funny. This movie, to me, I just see, like... I. I don't know. I have such a strange feeling about it where, not to skip to letter grades, but I, I feel so equal with this and Pitch Perfect 2. Hmm. Just in the sense of Pitch Perfect 2 is a better made movie, without question. But Pitch Perfect 3 is just so wild, I just kind of yeah. let go of expectations. Well, yeah, it really is not the tone you get in any other movie. It really, I mean, yeah. I think you had mentioned, uh, we were talking about it, uh, that it felt like a directed DVD yeah, yeah. type thing, yeah, which is my because it thing. it feels so like almost naive, um, yeah, in the, in the way it's just sort of like, oh, we're just doing this now, like we're, next scene, yes. move on, all right, here we go, it's, like it yeah. feels aimless, yes, it, it really it, it does. just sort of goes for it, and it's just like, it ah, really does. all right, we're it, here now. It feels so. I guess to kind of go into my worst thing, which is 
that this movie feels like a straight to, to straight to video. Like there are points in this movie where I thought, so the Olsen twins are going to show up, right? <laughs> They've got to solve the mystery. We are going to yeah. be switching goals. Oh God, do you guys? Okay, do you guys want to do the Mary Kate and Ashley mystery videos? Uh, uh, no. no. Oh man. <laughs> then can we do the party ones? <laughs> Where we are, we're we're all invited to them. We'll I don't call feel it, like I need to say no again. We'll I call feel like it. You're invited. One to, stands perfectly on its own. You're right. You're right. Well then, <laughs> we'll just do Billboard Dad and call it a day. But um, <laughs> uh, or to grandmother's house we go or whatever. But now uh, the but, fact that you know all these titles. <laughs> what did you think I was doing when, in 1990? Whatever. I was like 10 and had a little sister and a crush on Mary Kate. I didn't want to admit to. Of course I was watching these movies. Double Double Toil and Trouble was the good one. Well, Billboard Dad was the good one. Anyway. <laughs> Fun facts I think Brie Larson that, that you can learn on. Here come the sequels. I think she might have been in it. Anyway. But my feeling about Pitch Perfect 3 is that all these movies, like Pitch Perfect 1 feels like this, not indie, but just like small studio movie that they were like, yeah, you know, it'll do fine and became a surprise hit because it has real heart and real style and talent. Pitch Perfect 2 is big Hollywood popcorn product. Pitch Perfect 3 is, oh shoot, we forgot to make a third one. Um, <laughs> here's some money. Here's a cameo or two. Just, yeah. Because it's, it's made up of all the things that these straight to videos, at least as I remember them, mm-hmm. are made up of. Just like a plot that is so huge. It's this huge premise in concept. Mm-hmm. They're going on a USO tour, tour touring Europe. This big, far-from-home style thing. We never see any of those countries, like, really identified. There's no, like, landmarks shown. They don't meet, like, colorful locals or anything. If you told me most of the movie took place in one city, I would not question it. Right. And and it's all supposed to be about the military. We very rarely see anything militaristic. But at um, the same time, they also use that as an excuse to not show things because yeah, they yeah, just yeah. be like, oh, we're just on we're generic on our base. Uh, military base. It's like a cheap... Hey, do we got a plane in the background? Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Okay, good, we can shoot. And, and it has these cameos from Ruby Rose and DJ Khaled that really don't go anywhere. Yeah. Ruby Rose is a sort of there once well, you... Re- and then she's just to, kind of away. If I, may, if I may argue just a little bit, at least Ruby Rose, she's playing a character. It's right. not Ruby Rose playing herself. Well, true, true. I, I found it very distracting that DJ Khaled was just playing himself. Yeah. Mostly because in the previous movies we have not had like real world like famous music yeah. people. That's true. In the in these movies. So just out of like Keegan Michael Key in 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 yeah. the, was the playing second a fictional. One. Well, Snoop Dogg played yeah, himself. We, yeah, Snoop Dogg wasn't. I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah. And they also do they do talk about like uh John John Mayer. One of the Mayer. They well, talk, they talk I know, about I know him, they, they they do reference other yeah. music groups and obviously acapella like they're doing covers. Yeah. Um It is a weird I don't know. Thing I found DJ like, Khaled like, I get I guess more specifically using him as the central plot point. Sure. I found that just very distracting and it felt yeah. like they were just trying to look for a gimmick that that all the all the, the hip young kids will recognize because DJ Khaled the, the, the millennials know DJ Khaled. Well, and also I wonder if they got DJ Khaled and then wrote a premise around that. Very possible. That yeah, yeah. I I would not question that. But like I was saying, so this movie has like it has all these big ideas, but is doesn't have enough money to really do them. And it like the 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 songs aren't as well known, so therefore, yes. like I think the song that Evermoist does. How, how Hard on Breaks, I think, is an original song. I I don't think that's, like, a cover. I believe so, yes. So, like, 
And I liked that song. I thought it was good. But, like, they clearly didn't have the licensing. Maybe that's why they did so many short clips, is mm. it was still fair mm. use in the riff-off. Because hmm. I think there's a, a rule, like, if they if you play under 20 or 30 seconds of a song, you don't have to pay for it. I'm not sure yeah. if that applies to... Does it apply to movies? I think so. Or Oh, no. I, that, might, that might apply to... Play, actually playing the song. I know for a not fact, a character singing the song. I know for a fact that that's oh yeah, that's true. I was gonna say I know for a fact that like that's a, a online thing like a oh, YouTube thing or a podcast thing. For example, okay. I think it um, it also there's a question about like well are you trying to earn a profit off of right whatever right, yeah. it's in or yeah. not or is it a joke or whatever? Yeah, because I know yeah. that one of my favorite is it transformative? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite songwriters, uh, Richard Schindel, has talked about hearing his song in some movie. And he was like, I didn't get any money for it because they played less than they played like 19 oh, seconds weird. or whatever. Okay. So I didn't get any money. Or maybe like they paid the studio, but they don't pay him or something. I, I don't know the details. Well, that's interesting. So the, the first do you thing... think they saved money? That's the reason they had those songs be so choppy? I, I mean, know, that, that, is, that is a theory I had just now. I honestly don't They're know. also, none of them are like, I can't imagine it would be that difficult to, to get the rights for that bundle. And True. that's also where they kind of like blow the entire, because like the end is an original song. Um, they, they okay. That, that was a, a question I had. Singing. Yeah. So, Be- so Becca's song at the end that is an original song. I believe okay. so. Interesting. I, think, I, I know right? that Evermoist does an original song. Well, the, in, the, in in the universe of the movie, is Becca supposed to have written that herself? I because I there was so. the whole, the, or maybe Emily like, wrote it because they kept pushing her to write it. I don't know. Well, like, have that be a it. part of the movie? There's a huge, like, that's her arc in the second movie is that she can't create, like, actual lyrics and, like, a full song on her own. And then in this one, yeah. apparently she can. She got over it. It's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. What I was saying was this movie is, it's got all of these things that it doesn't cash in on or can't cash in on. These these cameos that don't really go anywhere. And then this whole, like, action it suddenly becomes an action movie at the end and what i wanted was if this movie had just gone you know what let's just make this a full-on 80s ridiculous comedy let's just make tango and cash the pitch perfect movie yeah let's get nice i I think that would have been great at least at the very least it would have been a good bad if the whole movie had been done with the same just zaniness as that twenty minute yacht sequence, yeah. I think we'd be we'd be set. Because then I would go, okay, we're in a cartoon. This is a fantasy land. No worries. Like this is totally yeah. fine. Because it, it, it feels so afterthought, divorced from the previous movies. And it got me thinking, Tyler, what you said last week about how the second movie should be the third movie. And at first I was like, I don't know about that. But now having seen this one, I think you're right. Yeah. I think the second movie, like what I would have done for the second movie. Uh, would be now oh, we're having a, a, a brief. Uh, uh, we're, we're going to Britain's corner for uh, a brief rewriting. Yeah, sort of a rebrittening, and oh, mm-hmm. basically like God. in this in the in the interim. There's something there. There's there's another. There's yeah, rebrightening. That's what people think it is. Mm. They would have either had. Um, maybe they still could have done the USO tour. Still gone on some kind of like promotional globe. Maybe it's like. After their like, we catch up after their second consecutive year. You can throw Haley Steinfeld second or third movie, whatever. Flo shows up, Aubrey's out, but maybe then you can still have them like globe trotting. They can meet Das Sound Machine in the second movie, so you're like, oh, who are these guys? But then when they come back in the third movie for the world, the worlds, that's when they really square off against Das Sound Machine, and then there's more uh, uh, resolution and satisfaction to them having beaten them. 
And so, yeah, maybe, maybe the second movie is them uh, doing this big tour because, you know, they're such hits. And it could still be a USO thing. You can work Aubrey's dad into it. And that could also be how you work Aubrey into the story as opposed to, oh, she's running a business corporate retreat thing. Well, that's and, when you would do – if the second movie isn't going to be so much about a competition in that case, then you would yeah. want to beef it up in terms of the character stuff. So that's when you would try and pull in the father yeah, theme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I and think then the third, the third one, movie. In, in a very Return of the Jedi-esque way, would be like, oh, we're now doing the competition again, except it's just on a grander scale. Exactly. And now yeah. – and, and so the idea of like, oh, we're the world champions is how they close this trilogy mm-hmm. with bringing back the Bellas. You don't have to change that much from the second one. And again, then you have like, oh, Dasal Machine is back. That's crazy. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, th- this movie just feels so small in comparison to the last one and admittedly in the comparison to the, cause the first one – is a fairly small movie, but the first one also doesn't try to be a big movie. Right. The first one is just like a, a, an intimate, as much as it is, yeah. an intimate movie. And this one is like, oh, we're going here, we're traveling, it's crazy. But we're not. I think a lot of it was shot in, in Atlanta. And I don't know if they shot Atlanta for Rome or wherever they went, mm-hmm. but like they go to Italy and it's just like, ah, it's just a nice garden. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Italy <laughs> is, I guess. Uh, it's it's just, I don't know. But But, but even amongst all of that, I found some of the jokes really good. I I found uh, Anna Kendrick hysterically funny. They dress slightly more like people in this movie than incredibly wealthy people. Um, like the makeup is a little toned down. Uh, Anna Kendrick's not wearing false eyelashes to bed anymore, so that's kind of a comfort. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't hate it. So it shall be, for so it is Britain. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Uh, it was. It was. It was. Okay. Turn, the wheels. They were. Un- I gotta find out how to do one of those auto signatures on emails, <laughs> and that's what it's gonna be. Oh man, that's good. That, I really am gonna do that for my work emails now. <laughs> I don't send emails at work, whatever. But I, every time I do, I'm gonna start sending them. Yeah, for to... sure. Hey, so uh, how about books, huh? <laughs> it's like it's like when you go on like a like a old old style forum and people have like these crazy signatures that are like yeah really com- like basically it, it'll say like you know so, someone's responding and they're like yeah i like i like that movie and then like their signature is like I, you know i'm a huge fan of xyz <laughs> and it's like this giant paragraph full no, of like, everything they like and dislike and, like, uh goku forever yeah Gat- yeah exactly gtfo vegeta um <laughs> alex who would win in the fight between goku and vegeta the, uh, I am I am literally the worst person to ask this question the, to. The, the cooking oil? <laughs> yeah. Alex, who would win Go- between... Goku wears the orange jumpsuit, right? Uh, it's a gi, and yes. Goku's a Pokemon, right? Oh. <laughs> Gazuntite. Well, I uh, guess it's time for... Someone turn on... Where, where's Toonami Plus when you need it? <laughs> the, the, yesterday, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Pokemon? But I'm the only one that remembers Pokemon. Oh, that would be terrible. Y'all, sometimes kids at work will try to, like, explain Pokemon to me, and I'm like, fool, where do you think I was in 1998? When that when that mess dropped... I was in Kanto. I was nine when that dropped, dude. What do you think I was... And then I, like, grab him by the shirt and bring him, like, really close to me. And I'm like, where do you think? Don't. And also, they want to talk about, like, Pokemon Go, and I'm like, dude, No. Like, who do you think I should use to fight this gym? And I'm like, well, what is it? And like, it's a Waylord. And I'm like, then use an electric type, idiot. 
But they're like, no, the CP is whatever. I'm like, shut up about CP. Type differences. Why is flying good against normal? N- literally nobody knows. <laughs> no, it's not. Fighting is good against normal. It's because the high ground is always yeah. better. Why is flying good against grass? I don't know. Poison against psychic? High ground. Uh, <laughs> high ground. Yeah, anyway. I could talk about Pokemon for a long time. Um, so shines but... a good deed in a weary world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like when you use the, the move Sunshine and then, no, Sunny Day, and the sun is shining and Solar Beam doesn't have to charge up for a turn. That's helpful. I know what you're talking about. That's helpful. Yeah, you get. Yeah. <sighs> Thought you were going to say Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're making a uh, Bakugan movie. They're going to say they're Don't. making a Beyblade movie. Oh, I <laughs> wish they're making a Beyblade movie. Let's look and see if they have a Beyblade movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talk about the Pitch Perfect 3 movie we watched for our big podcast. Bay. I, th- I think movie. we might have covered it. Tyler, really? were you distracted by the editing at all during the movie? And not just Actually, like yeah, little small good. things, just like structural editing. Sure. Did it no, 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 no. That, that's, exa- that's exactly what I was saying is that there's a lot of like, oh, we're, we're doing this scene now. Like, yeah. ba- it, it would just There were a couple of weird bits where they were just repeating exposition that I noticed. And I, I, yeah. I, I and maybe it's because has- I was. Someone yeah. in there has a line that is like that's a lot of exposition. Yes, and yeah, they have like, that what? during the riff-off. Yeah, and it was like you you've you've already done a lot of exposition. You can't make this joke now. It, it's <laughs> it's the far. Michael Bay Age of Extinction thing where they point out how short the girl's shorts are, and then they continually yeah. have shots aimed at her butt. Yes. Wait, who's this? You. What is that? Comparing. Michael no, Bay. no, no, we're, oh, we're comparing okay, it to a Michael okay. Bay movie. I'm sorry you were distracted by your Michael Bay blades. That's there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> just, just put a pin in that. We'll come, we'll just, on the on the big Here Come the Sequels ideas board. I invited DC Comics to call me for the rights to Junior Mints last episode. S- somebody, please, get Tyler on the phone. <laughs> oh my goodness. But like the really like sweaty Beyblades that work in a steel yard. It's a Michael Bay it's, movie. It's just perpetually sunset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a meteor. Let it rip! <laughs> I will say, I looked up Beyblade movie, and it's like, how many Beyblade movies are there? The answer, the series focuses on a group of kids, which is not an answer. Hey, guys, what is the best Beyblade, Beyblade ever? This is what it says. One Meteo El Drago. It really has spin steel, now it's all caps, and doesn't even have any balance issues, so it keeps getting faster the more it dashes the opponent. It kills the Earth Eagle, and that's why it's the number one. So, Meteo El Drago. I, I have name-dropped a, a brand that I apparently know nothing about. Well, in the... In, I thought it was just spinning things. Apparently, in, I'm sort of... Oh, no, no. You have to understand, see, in the movie uh, Beyblade Fierce Battle... Tyson and the ba- bla- Blade Breakers must partake in the ultimate Beyblade battle in order to save Daichi, a young, hyperactive kid, and the world from the wrath of the mysterious, wait, wait. dark-spirited Beybladers. Sorry, sorry, is Daichi the world? Is and that... the world. Like, Daichi and the world. That would be like... Are you sure? That Are would be like gonna... if Abe Lincoln went, no, we have to defeat the South. And Thomas. <laughs> like... <laughs> and also this guy. Michael Beyblades is really good. I am I am Nemesis El Drago. Tyler, can you make the the description of the episode just Michael Beyblades? Just... I'm, I'm okay with that. Am I? <laughs> just no context. Just 
Only if I, I might, so I might do that and then cut out this bit of the podcast where we actually. Talk about it. <laughs> and if I don't, then you're getting a behind-the-scenes look. Fancy. Um, that's that was on purpose. I promise. Um, I, I, I was saying earlier though that I, I was expecting the editing to be a lot more frenetic, and it was, but I don't know. I actually rewatched the Pitch Perfect One riff off yesterday. And I mean that that's just good. Mm-hmm. That's just good stuff. This is really well. None well of them shot. are as long as I want them to be. Sure. I think that's my biggest. Like I, think the first I could one genuinely is watch a twenty-minute sequence of that. I know. Like, yeah, it's good. It's I kind stuff. of feel like they could make that the climax to one of these movies. Yeah. Oh wow. That's weird that they never thought of that. That would be really Cause interesting. Because that, oh, that's man, like where the have them riff everyone, off against uh, they, like you have your competing parties literally fighting against each other yes. with mm-hmm. their singing. And, it, and it's it also, not just they put on a performance, then they put on. It a also performance. takes away. It's, a lot they are of, actively trying to beat each other. It also takes away a lot of questions about like, oh, it, you know, the would the judges really go for this person over this person? Sure. Like, right. Like, does this team actually win? And like, it also yeah, it it it, it lets the end be more emotional, especially if you work in the songs that are peppered throughout the movies that's true into the actual riff yeah that's true yeah um uh, i also noticed in this one alex you pointed out that in the second movie they repeat the new girl messes it up they don't do that in this one yeah in this one they just lose and leave the weirdest thing i I guess there there is something to say that they don't just repeat the structure of the other can we talk about the plot point that was the point where i was just like this movie is dumb and i don't know what's (laughs) happening um they're doing a performance. So so in the riff-off, they established, like, okay, so the, the rest of the band, they're, like, um, or the rest of the bands that, you know, they can drown out the, the uh, Bellas with music. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, that's... And they it's kind of an interesting idea of, like, oh, they have to change. Like, the, there was a hint of a, a, a theme there. Where it's like, okay, sure. they, they have to change, and they have to learn their work with instruments and things like that because, I don't know, they're in the real world. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're trying to say something there, and then it's like, Everyone else is trying to be like, oh, let's stick with it. And then Haley Steinfeld's like, oh, maybe we can do music. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then Fat Amy's like, you're dumb. <laughs> um, but anyway, they so that, that's a plot point of the riff-off that they can't – they're like, oh, well, you're, you guys disqualified yourself because uh, – You use instruments. You use yeah. instruments. And there is a fun bit later where uh, the British guy is talking to um, Becca and then she's like – uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the riff off. I don't know why we always do these. We lose every time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, that's a good little joke. Yeah. Um, but they have a performance later on where they're doing well, and then it, uh, Taps plays. Right. And, and it interrupts them, and they don't know what to do, and they're s- supposed to have. Fails? And that causes them to lose, and like, they, their, and the, and their the, the perception? Groove. Because supposedly they, they are ashamed and they have disrespected everything. When or, it's really I just don't like... know if the, if the idea is that they should have had instruments to play over it. Or yeah. Like, why... Or, like, and also, why was Taps playing? I don't know what any Yeah, of that the... was a super strange. And they also, literally, they stop and they, they like, salute. And, and like, like I think that, that seems like the the fairly respectful thing to J- do. John, John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Thanks are like, oh, you know, they they go making huge fools of themselves again. I'm like, I don't know. But what, they really didn't. I don't though. know what like is I'm supposed to take away from this. Also, yeah. I love how the entire. I, I, it is kind of genuinely actually funny that uh, DJ Khaled is on his phone for every shot of the first like sure twenty times we see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really thought it was just going to be that was the entire movie. That would be kind of funny. Which I might have been better. I don't know. Yeah. What um, did you guys think of Theo? Our hunka hunka British love. Who? 
the, Brit- the British guy <laughs> that Anna Kendrick, they kept talking about how he made a lot of eye contact. Oh, okay. Um, Anna Kendrick kept saying funny things at him, and then I don't remember him he, at all. He was slightly less bland. Yeah. But also still pretty... It might un- just be the accent, though. I'm not yeah, sure. honestly. But I also... I liked that they didn't end up together, just because I liked that... Because this is a thing I from- did like the, the line at the end where, where she's like, you know I'm technically your boss now. Yeah, and yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. And and I, I, because kind of fun. the thing, what I like about this movie is that about this trilogy, and even as frustrating as it is that we don't get actual resolution mm-hmm. with her her romance with Jesse, I like that Becca's never defined by her relationship with Jesse throughout these movies. Yeah. Even in the first, because even in in, in Pitch Perfect One, her whole arc is about I need to learn to let people in. Yeah, I need to connect. What she does, the people she lets in are the Bellas. She doesn't learn that for Jesse. She learns that. For the Bellas and this friendship, and then Jesse is this like bonus yeah. v- victory that yeah. like now I get to have these wonderful friendships and hey this cute guy like, I get to be with this guy too but like it, she didn't go oh wow I've, if I want this boy to like me yeah. I've got to let people in she went if I'm going to be a part of this team and do something greater than myself I have to sacrifice this wall that I've used to protect myself which is really lovely and satisfying yeah. and so I like that the movie do- the trilogy doesn't go. Well, she uh, we couldn't get Skylar Aston, so we need her. She has to have another male to pair bond. Like we, the social order must be restored. It's like no, she can end the movie without a partner, and it's fine. Like yeah. she's not defined by that. And I thought that was I thought that was that was nice. It's frustrating that Jesse's not in the movie, and I, I would have been fine, Alex, with what you said about what if he was just like an off-screen entity, like yeah, boyfriend, but we're texting, it's fine. You know, I'd be fine with that too. But since they went with the choice for Becca to not have a boyfriend, I like that they didn't actually feel the need to give her a boyfriend by yep. the end of the movie. I think that's smart. Yep. And and speaking of things they did well, uh, Flo's jokes aren't racist yeah. in, this movie, in this movie. I noticed that. She, They're she, not very she funny. She talked less part. this movie. Exactly. Uh, but, j- but every time she talks, Which was it, weird. Is, it is just like, oh, it's a... She, she has like one or two and She has a couple of decent lines. jokes. Well, she has one... I was saying she has one or two lines oh. that are the same vein. But one of them is like... Something about a a king. Yeah, uh, in my land, beats were reserved for the king. Yes, which is kind of a little bit more okay. That's that's, okay, not, that's not so. It's like, not as bad. It's not too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of. It, it goes to like, fantasy land. I, I really right. like the joke that she had when they were at the the Bella get together towards the beginning, and they realized that they're not performing. She's like, "I missed." Uh, oh, don't worry. I just my missed my brother's wedding for this. It's fine. Yeah, that was that was good. Because again, like their jokes weren't as funny, but like she still did a good job. And also, but like, I was just relieved that they weren't you know, offensive. And same with Cynthia Rose, who also <laughs> yeah. doesn't have much to say. But at least it's not all like, yeah, I want to sleep with every woman. What did you guys feel about the absence of Stacy? Yeah, I did. I was about to bring that up. That was a weird like through my. Was the actress pregnant, and then they I, just no, I, had to work that in? I believe that Alexis Knapp does have a child. I don't know when that happened. So it's very possible that Alexis Knapp was actually pregnant. And so they still brought her in to do the movie, which I like. They were like, no, still, come on. Like, Stacey's a part of this. But that's a nice way to... And for all we know, that was her baby. And the thing, they named the baby Bella. That's cute. But, like, I... They're... they're the way that they bring her in and then immediately write her out yeah. suggests to me that there must have been some reason for the actress to not stick around for the whole movie. Because there's no creative reason to do that. Yes. Like if you're if it if she wasn't and that was originally just part of the plot, just having having it be more about the Bellas just kind of moving on and actually starting real lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And and the, that should have been the focus. She, she makes the kid the Bella. Yeah, the and Bella. I think that's quite lovely. And, um, it's like yeah, we're moving on, we're separating, but we'll all still have to, each other in uh, these experiences. Live in Forks, uh, Oregon, <laughs> and. Uh, Date Robert Pattinson forever. <laughs> and the Kendra goes to start sunning herself on some benches. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's a heck of a thing. So, in terms of the editing, there were a couple of things that I specifically noticed at the beginning where, where it was just repeating itself. The first mm-hmm. of which is we get that whole sequence of Bella or Bella Becca quitting her job as a music producer because oh, yeah, she was, can't stand oh, yeah. that guy. I couldn't um, either. Which is bizarre and yes. nobody was acting like a real person in that scene and, also it's and it was not just funny. Weird. Yeah. yeah it's not funny at all um but then we get the we we cut forward to Haley steinfeld going oh you guys are all having such amazing lives and it, it zooms in on aubrey and it's like cutting yes. between everyone having terrible lives and then we just see becca's whole scene like we see it again mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's weird. like no, no, no! I, I, I was here. I, pay, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I paid to watch the movie. I you, saw that happen. That is the thing that drives me up the wall in a lot of movies. It rarely happens that quickly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was within like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one that I noticed distinctly was during the riff off. It, it makes total sense that Aubrey would be like, oh, this isn't a, a riff-off. You guys can't do this. You guys can't play instruments. Oh, you guys aren't even, like, singing within the right category or whatever. Yeah. But she's just repeating the same criticisms over and over again. Mm. Like, she says it at least a couple times, like, you guys are playing instruments. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, And it felt very weird to me. Like, yeah. you have her mention it once, and it cuts. She, she yeah. complains about you, something else. Yeah. You cut. She yeah. complains. You don't repeat it. Well, I think I she, know I know what she's upset about. But I think I think she kept doing it because they weren't listening and she was trying to speak over the music. I'm yeah, not saying just that just the editing cinematic. I don't know. Like, yeah. What did you guys think about the reveal that uh, Lily wasn't crazy? She was possessed by the <laughs> devil for Supposedly. three movies. What do you guys think about that? I don't know. We don't. We don't necessarily know that that is that is. Not- She's a strange person. Yeah, I guess. Also, this the scene. Why can't she just be weird and can I can I just fall in love with a weird guy or something? I'm not 100 sure I actually saw, (laughs) Uh, but I want to make sure that like I'm not I didn't just make it up. Uh, She she eats a starburst, and then wraps the wrapper, and then she takes the wrapper out of her mouth and she's holding it, and Mm -hmm. then we cut to the guy that is kind of her like love interest in this, and he's holding. Also, a yellow wrapper. It, there's no point at which they hand off the wrapper, so I don't know if that I, think, I think the idea is supposed to be that she hands it off. We right. just don't see that. Because but it's just, it just edited. cuts, and he's holding it, and then, and he then he it eats it, mouth. yeah, and then he walks away. Yeah, which I, got I did really turned cut. on during that, guys. I don't know. <laughs> like, look, there's a lot of shots in this movie of Anna Kendrick looking amazing, but that just like awakened something in me. Also, there, there is another really good. There are actually a couple lines. It's uh, called Star Play. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. There are, there are a couple. There are no, a, I know. Please continue. A couple of good lines from her that I, I cannot remember what. The, there's one that she's where she's walking away with a guy. Mm. I, I don't remember what it is. There's a few good lines in this, but I, I don't remember what they are. Sure. Probably because the rest of the movie did not do enough to make me like want to stick with it. Because I remember laughing out loud a few times. Yes, yeah, but not nearly as often as like in the last one. 
Well, guys, I, I, I at the first episode I promised that I would pitch my my I would give my pitch for Pitch Perfect Four. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This is my real, honest to god, what I think they should do for Pitch Perfect Four. Okay, it is called Pitch Perfect Four colon Acapellipse or Acapellipse, however you would pronounce it. The setting is Earth in the far future. Electricity is gone. Wouldn't it just be Apocalypse? Acapellipse, though. But but like. But it's acapella. Oh, you yeah. No, 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 because you apoc apoc So you get aka in the middle there. Okay. Ooh, apocalypse. Apocalypse. I th- you just it's apocalypse. just apocalypse it. already yeah, has aka in the middle. You would just have to like emphasize. Like, yeah, I guess. I see. Apocalypse. The world is desert. There is no <laughs> electricity, uh, and music has been outlawed by the corporation or something like that. <laughs> And so now, and, and look, look, guys, in the land of the instrumentless, the, the, those with voices are queen. And so, but, but the Bellas have splintered because of the guitar wars or whatever. They've all splintered, and they've set up different, like, ruling factions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, like, Aubrey and uh, uh, Becca have their own group. It's called, like, the Anna Camp. And then over okay. here... okay. Is like Lily has one. You know, Fat Amy's got her own. Sure. Um, Bumper is probably a part of that one. Is like her like secondary guy. He's probably like the doof on her battle wagon from Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the movie is about all of these different things having to all these different like encampments. Oh, and uh, Jessica and Ashley totally have one, and they're like tyrannical, like sure. because they've been underlooked and undervalued for for decades at this point. Um, but they've, you know, they, they've risen up and created their own, uh, group called the, ah, whatever they are. And then all these, Sacapellas are probably back. Da Sound Machine has like these huge, like subwoofers that don't work. I really like the idea that Sacapella is the enemy of this. I don't yeah, want, I think, I I think Sacapella is like secretly the big bad. Yes. And, Continue. but all the Bellas have to realize like, no guys, we have to make, like, it was when we splintered that we lost the war. So we have to get back together to restart society and recreate humanity. And so they all come back together. There's like a bunch of cool, like, uh, great mashups. And, uh, yeah, I just think it would be – like, this is the movie that will lean in as crazily as I wanted. This is like if X, Return of Xander Cage, Mad Max Fury Road, and I guess, like – I don't know. The sing-off all had a baby, and that baby uh, grew into an Arnold Schwarzenegger-sized version of itself and created this movie. Uh, and that's sometimes my... known as a man. Sometimes <laughs> a man. Touche. Uh, and that is my pitch for Pitch Perfect Four: Apocalypse. I want a sock guess... puppet that looks like a Morton Joe. Yeah, and <laughs> they put that. and they put little like angry I... eyebrows on it whenever it's giving out. Edicts. I guess if to. <laughs> Got the googly eyes. Acapalypse would be, I guess, the one. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be. Aca- I just can't figure out how to like pronounce Pulip. it. Yeah. I, I think that would be it, and then you, yeah, yeah. But I also really like the joke about Anna Camp. That's really where how this whole thing got based. <laughs> That's how I, I spun this whole premise out from that joke. I see. The Anna Camp. Um, so yeah, uh, Hollywood, give us a call. <laughs> from Beyblade Films <laughs> comes. <laughs> Not a Beyblade movie. <laughs> you know, I've I've Unless. pitched I've pitched many times uh, <laughs> the idea of combining Back of the Future, Terminator, Alien, and Predator. Yeah. Um, 
but all but one of those franchises kind of sucks. And so, I've I, you've just put it into my head. I I would have to hunt down other franchises to place in this. But like, what if you you did a movie that was a sequel to every like trilogy that mm. exists like every three like every series that got the three i mean not every single sure, one sure. but like you you found a, a, a an array of seemingly yeah. disparate uh franchises that got the three movies and that was it and then that was the fourth movie i'm concerned by the look on your face I'm, I'm gonna look at movie trilogies okay you look like you have something specific in mind no i don't okay All movie right. trilogies okay Enhance. i trust you the Godfather, The Matrix, and Pitch Perfect all in an interconnected form. No, but also movie. Back to the Future. Also Back to the Future. Um, also no, 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 the, no, we, saying... can't, we can't sully the good works of Back to the Future. Also Before Midnight, the Before movies. But this one will be called After Dark. <laughs> the Man with No Name trilogy. Sure. Uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Okay. The Kazowski's Three Colors trilogy. The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Um... What is that? Okay, now we're getting into some weird stuff. John Wick 4? <laughs> I mean, Scream. Scream's had 4. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, Look, the idea is not nearly as exciting. And the, and the could... new Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> okay. Where it's a bunch of apes going like, Ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah. Son of man. Only this time is Anna Kendrick messing up like the the bad guy the Sacapella's camp that's like running around like <laughs> destroying everything, but it's like a metal version of Shoo She Do Instead of a typewriter, it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> just just nailing it. Ah, oh, that'd be so good. And Rosie O'Donnell is there. And she <laughs> and she gets slimed at the end. <laughs> oh, at the, at really the end, they win the kids' choice award <laughs> because that's that's one of the factions is the yeah, kids' yeah, choice yeah. award. And then like, uh, like, and then <laughs> is that is that where Adam Devine's character ended up? He's just yes. with the yeah. kids' choice awards. <laughs> he, he is yeah. the leader of the kids' choice awards. And then at the very end, like you see like a me like a computer screen that says like transmission or a uh, uh, simulation terminated, and then like a kid takes off his helmet and he's like, wow. That's crazy. And then a very old woman is like, right? Well, if you think that's crazy, I Aka lived it. <gasps> and then it like pans back and you see that she's got like the Bella scarf on and it's like, and pans back and then it's just the earth getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In the future, they build the big uh, universal letters but they build them in space so that they're oh, like yeah. floating around the earth at all times. <laughs> um, have you guys, have you guys felt about the acapella opening fa- fanfare for the Universal? Yeah, I thought it it's was weird cute. that it was not. They did part, that for the first movie, though, right? Yeah, they did it for all three. The... Okay, it's different arrangements each time, but I thought I know they did it for the first one. I, I can't remember the second one. Yeah, they did. It for I all thought three. For, it was for the first one because in the first two, don't they? Aren't they part of performances? In the first one, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. I thought the second one was too. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it I'm might that be. Up. I know that in the first one it is because then they cut to those people. I'm like, why is that their uh, performance yeah. piece? Yes. For the... yes. So do you guys just want to do the Universal thing? I don't know. It's kind of. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I but... feel like it would be a neat idea. <laughs> as a... Uh, once we start an acapella group, I think that True. would be a, a good one to. Go yeah, with. but we'll do sit ubu sit. <laughs> 
It was from like a bunch of sitcoms in the seventies <laughs> and the eighties. The eighties. At the end, one of the production companies was sit ubu sit roof. Good dog. Whatever. Well, bad, bad hat, Larry. Yeah, that's one bad hat, Harry. And Alex will be the little robot from Bad Robot. The the the, the monkey from some of the Nickelodeon ones that has like three eyes and it's like right. I'm Paul or something like that. Oh God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. World's worst thirty second medley. Of <laughs> just <laughs> sign off. I'm sure it's there somewhere. You guys want to dive into Letter Grades Pitch Perfect Edition three? I just had one more note. <laughs> Go ahead, and then I'm done. Um, I'm I, still I talking about the movie, <laughs> and, and it's this. Uh, eh. Anyways, um, the fact that we have a lot of the character resolutions in the credits, that, that really bugged me. And that's more just me. Like, I know it's a comedy. I'm not supposed to take any of this seriously and whatever. But just like, especially if it's supposed to be kind of a conclusion to a trilogy, it's just weird that we we stop the movie proper on a terrible joke with, with uh, Elizabeth Banks. And I cannot remember the other guy. I, John I Michael Higgins. Yes. Um, we stop on the terrible joke of them where they're like, did you get all that? And it, like the camera wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. working the whole time, which is... I don't know. It's very... kind of funny because because he's like, as goes, a man, I would never yeah. mess it is up. Funny. And then he look, the way yeah. he looks around and reacts, I kind of liked it. Yeah, because of him. But the fact that that's what we end on and then the credits start and yeah. then we get the resolutions to like everyone's character stuff during the movie that seems very... It's the epilogue, dude. Look, dumb. I don't know. Hey, I, it's the epilogue. We, we got to find out what Harry named his kids. Sure. I feel like that's a very uh, comedy thing to do, though, is to have, like, bits about the characters, like... And also, in comedies, you can take... Like, comedies aren't always not to be taken seriously. Many comedies are to be taken seriously. Like, I would say the first pitch perfect. Sure. Some like it hot, kind of. Or The Godfather 2. Yeah. That (laughs) raucous French farce. (laughs) Why is there a gun? You brought a cannoli! Mistaken identities. Much of it is in Italian. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that's that's all I had. I, that, I, that I do me. I do agree with you though. It is strange for them to resolve actual plot threads from the movie as like afterthoughts. Yes, and, yeah. and to, no, to me, it, it's like the filmmakers telling me, "Yeah, we didn't care about the plot or the story or the characters really at all." This the whole movie I honestly feels a bit like an excuse for jokes and songs. That's I think it. that is what they were trying to tell you the entire time. <laughs> it, it was. It was. They make a thirty-minute video on YouTube and call it a day. They might yeah, have. Been, that maybe they're trying to like get out of doing a Fish Perfect four. Even though now I've got my great idea. It it really does. Feel I like... think it's the only natural way to go after this. It, it really does feel like they basically just got to this point and they were like, we still got some money left in the tank. We ought yeah, to, we ought yeah. to make one more, you know, contracts or something probably. Excuse I don't me. know. Let, let's see if we can squeeze anything else out of this. All right, that performed just well enough. Let's let's take our winnings and get yeah. out of here. Yeah, like, let's call it. I don't know what the box office budget bank ratio for this Certainly was. Not sure. I don't think it was great. No, it was, a, from what I recall, it was a steep decline from the second movie because yes. the second movie did the best. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like The Godfather Part 2. And Shrek 2. Godfather the Musical? That's what they've done to my boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then the horse head looks at the camera and is like, It's a living. (laughs) Alright, I'll I'll, I'll go first with with my grade. I'm just going to give it a D. Um... 
Like I, I, I know I sound for... like super upset, like talking about it. Yeah. It's it's more just when I first watched, it, I was like, yeah, this is kind of bad, but whatever. It's it's more just like as I was thinking about it more, I was like, you, and it, it is kind of troubles troubling. It's similar troubling. to <laughs> correct. Um, it's similar to what I had with with Twilight, and and I, I don't. Obviously, I'm not the intended audience for either of these franchises, so it's just kind of. It's just weird to come at it, I guess, with quote-unquote fresh eyes and just be like, wow, you guys could have had something here if you were going to make more than one movie and you just yeah. completely blew it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it is also a thing that is very common in all of Hollywood. Yeah. And like, yeah. That, I, th- I mean, that is obviously part of the reason why we wanted to do stuff like this is to be like, hey, let's let's do some stuff that's off the beaten path that like Hollywood doesn't try enough. And because of that, like yeah. you, you don't get a yeah. lot that work. Because the proportion is much lower, there's, and there's not as many like examples to base to compare yes, it to. Yes, there's not as many. There's because you have to break through. Oh, there's three once. American Pie movies. Sure, why not? I think there's more. Yeah, but those are like DVD stuff. Nick no, no, I think one. there's there's at least one more live action oh. theatrical. Um, anyway, go on. But I was, I, I was just gonna a, say. Oh, there's a, there's American Pie. There's American Pie on. Two. There's American Wedding and American Reunion. Oh. I know this. Okay. For some reason, I'm, this is a fact I know. I'm glad you know it. Gotcha. Um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. The uh, no, I, I was gonna say that. Like, I mean, it's the same thing of of for what we have right now with or not even really right now. We've kind of gone through it a little bit i think like we, we've come out the other side of this but the the deluge of cinematic universes obviously mm-hmm. came about because of oh wow the avengers made a ton of money because they took four characters and they put them all in the same movie and it did great what are we we yeah. all got to do this oh my goodness money yeah like, the mo- let's get the mummy and dracula we got, and Hold on, we got the monsters. Let's yeah. throw the monsters yeah, like, together. Well, let's put the monsters and the DC superheroes and probably other things. I don't know. Um, Terminator, Fantastic Four, uh, Fantastic Beasts. You mean that too? Um, <laughs> still feeling the effects of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it basically but was. Tyler, like... didn't you hear? They're bringing back Steve Clovis, our favorite Harry Potter screenwriter, oh, to write the no. next one. Next, they're gonna write me. <laughs> uh, oh my god! The, the uh, yeah, basically, just <laughs> you've got to like have something breakthrough and do amazing. I mean, it's 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 the reason that we kind of got like Twilight and everything is because of Harry Potter because mm-hmm. it's the the young adult adaptations, and so it's like Hunger Games, etc. Y- y- you have to have the one thing that does like the. The real push and makes it, you know, the watershed. Yeah, yeah is amazing. It has and then to it's break like, the glass ceiling. And then everyone's like, "Oh, we got to get on that." And then they glass. they kind of do the same thing. Um, I feel like you're seeing a lot of that with like John Wick. I feel yeah. like the first John Wick inspired a lot of uh, like very like specifically directed and toned action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's 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 waves of these things, and so like hopefully this is. So someone will have been inspired by the series enough to try and take the next step and be yeah. like, oh, well, let's take a chance on... I mean, like, you know, you've got the new... They're doing the new Charlie's Angels and, you know, in terms of, like, female-led And it's franchises. already bombing. Yeah, I mean... It's unfortunate. Is but, it? Uh, but yeah, opening weekend, it did not do well. Is it already out? Yeah, yes. this weekend. Oh, well, all right. Well, uh, dating dating the said. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, when they're listening to this, it's already one best picture, so... You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, it's just kind of unfortunate because I was kind of hoping it, at worst, just because I, I like a lot of the actresses in this, I would kind of have what Britain is having with this, where it's sure. just like, yeah, it's it's not great, but at least it's comforting. It's, it's you know, it's kind of yeah, kind of like 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 fast food. Like it's yeah, not, honestly, it's not healthy, good, but yeah. you know, that's a good metaphor, actually. Yeah. No. But I, I didn't even have that. Like, I, I genuinely did not have a good time watching this one. Jeez, yeah. At That's least the second one I could say, hmm. yeah, it was fine. Sure. Yeah, this this one is... Uh, I feel like the first movie is... Uh, it's a really good metaphor, the fast food one. This one's fast food. The first one's, like, a, a, a lovely home-cooked meal from from someone who cares about you. And the second one is, like, you went to a big, flashy restaurant, but you're really just paying to eat there. Right. It's not bad. You're just like, okay, well, I see you have can waterfalls we, behind the hostess station we, for some reason. Can we turn reason? this into our new ranking system? Sure. Can we just throw out <laughs> letters? And just, this is, uh, we, descri- we describe the culinary experience that would be this movie. That will be great for our next episode. Um, <laughs> I think of Terminator Salvation as sort of a hot pocket. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was hot and violent, and I just hated myself at the end. And Christian Bailey yelled at somebody while they were making it. <laughs> Why would you do that with meatballs and mozzarella? He's so great. You put the wrong flavor I've in. I've seen movies. He's awesome. <laughs> What's your letter grade, Tyler? I think I'm going to D plus. For Disney Plus coming out this <laughs> month, uh, you can buy it for seven ninety nine. No, six ninety nine. Excuse me, it's even cheaper. What a deal! Free solos on there, dude. Uh, you've got High School Musical series something probably. Free Solo, Free so- Jeff Goldblum. You can get Jeff Gold. It's actually pretty good. But you can look at Jeff- a Baby Yoda. The Jeff Goldblum, which shows. again at this point has already has been elected like poet laureate of America. Correct. Who should I love him? Yes. Um, the two gifts I've seen have warmed the, my heart. If if I was doing a recommendation this week, my recommendation would be go watch at least the first episode of I think it's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, sure. the National Geographic show. It is delightful. It is. It is. As surprising as like Thor Ragnarok, oh um, wow, where, where when he shows up in that yeah. and it's like, oh, they're just letting him be Jeff Goldblum. Wow, oh, I wow. did, I really did not expect him to do. Like, it's yeah. the same thing where it's like, oh, he's just going oh, going wow. weird, okay. and like his reactions to everything are incredible. Selling um, point, selling yes, point. It's a lot of fun. Good to know. Um, I did see minus for the previous one, right? Yes. Beans. I'll do D plus as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, this is this is such Which, comfort food, but D plus like Disney plus. Yeah, like Disney plus. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, welcome back to also, Movie Surfers. Um, D, for, D for Dark Phoenix. I gave Dark Phoenix a D plus. Perfect. Sure. Yeah, that actually sure. works out then. That's perfect. Because <laughs> this is my Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, uh, but at least you you don't you don't have the shameful title of being like like an owner hey. of, like you don't have a physical copy of this movie. Yeah, you're right. That would be crazy. I actually don't. I borrowed it from my job. It would be crazy. <laughs> like, like I, I have the Blu-ray for Dark hey, Phoenix. Hey, Alex, that's, speaking that's of just, Dark Phoenix, did you know that you can shameful. see the X-Men... Animated series. I don't even remember... Well, that too, 95. I suppose. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember what it's called now. But New, New Mutants? Is oh. that what it was, wasn't that supposed to eventually land on Disney Plus? I don't know. Wait, the one with Maisie Williams? Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. And it got pushed off for because like they kept, years. They kept just pushing it, and now it's just floating around somewhere in space. Guys, wow. It's, it's still scheduled to come out sometime next year, but that's – who knows? Guys, Not we have X happen. number of followers. I bet we could pitch X Disney – number of followers? Uh, I bet we could pitch to Disney Plus to let us be the new movie surfers. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Movie Surfers. I'm a 31-year-old man with a beard. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> today we're talking to Ratatouille himself. is Pat Oswalt. 
we got to have a lot of energy. Alex, I'm going to need you to take a lot of coffee. And it's actually like, guys, why are you leaving me alone for the Wally episode? Why are you leaving me alone? Yeah, we all know I would be doing Remember, that. Remember, Alex, your job rides on giving this Disney movie a good review. But no, it's just um, us being it like... Looks, it looks pretty, I guess. It would just be us being super hyper, wearing brightly colored shirts, yelling at the star of it. <laughs> Hello, Bruce Willis! How cool is it that but you were we, a horse we in We never it? get the name. Like, it's never the right... Yeah. We're like, oh, so we see we got a Ralph... Ray Fiennes on here. All oh, right. Wow, so cool. Like, Ralph Bakshi, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, actually, uh, th- this is this is Tom Hardy. I don't... Tom Hardy, and I'm here to promote uh, my new very serious movie where I'm a a serious boy with a bowler hat. So how was playing Voldemort? That's so crazy. Uh, Okay, (laughs) listen, if you had to, who's your uh, best movie with? If you had to fart on one slime cloud, what would your candy bar be? If if you you had to act in a movie, what what movie? Uh, Other actors? You like other actors? Are you the donkey you, from if Shrek? You had the, if you had the power to change your fate, would you? <laughs> um, oh. One time on, I think it was Jay Leno, they said something about Shrek, and Eddie Murphy was the guest, and he said, now you guys know I've been making Shrek movies forever if I could. And then I thought, what if he made Shrek movies forever? <laughs> can <laughs> the, you make a movie about that? Can Eddie Murphy just like... It's, it's Groundhog Day, but yeah. on condition... On condition that we have uh, Smash Mouth come back for the soundtrack. Yeah. What Forever. A, is it? Forever. This is a weird... It's called Mobius Shrek. This is a weird memory <laughs> that I'm dredging up. That's, that's good. A weird memory that I'm dredging up from the, my childhood. But the... I think I might be mixing Eddie Murphy movies. What's the one where he, like... He, ha, he, he doesn't have a voice or he does have a voice and he... Thousand words, maybe. When he only he can only say a thousand words, and every time he does, a uh, leaf falls off a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that, but with Shrek movies. <laughs> every time I make a Shrek movie, I get closer to dying. <laughs> a leaf falls off the tree sweet. for every Shrek movie. Sweet release. Oh no! <laughs> it's actually about him trying to get these Shrek movies made. Eddie, we need you to make the next Shrek movie, but he... but I'm already like seventy five. No, no, no. We, we just need we just need one more, and then we're no, done. No, 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 we no, swear. No. Here's here's, um, here's the plot. He is immortal. He takes his kids to the park. Ah! He, he is immortal. He cannot die. And okay. he has to continue to inspire Hollywood to make more Shrek movies so that he can eventually die. Because yeah. he, he, it, it's, not, it's not like, oh, you just, like, we, we've signed you up for, like, a thousand Shrek movies on the contract. It's like, no, you have to, you have to actually, like, get them to do the funding and everything. Yeah. Like, they have to make the movie. You have and to make a hundred Shrek movies. It has to be yeah. a live action. It's like, to, a, live action. It's like to atone for your sins. You must make a hundred Shrek movies yes. to gain access yes. to heaven. Yes. Is that, is that why they did the, the Broadway musical for Shrek? Yes, that counts. That, 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 that's, like, bonus points well, for yeah, he gets two for that. Yeah. <laughs> Cross medium. The SpongeBob musical is being filmed for Nickelodeon on December seventh. I think it's being aired. I, I hope it'll be on streaming at some point. Oh, we're gonna do an episode on it. Is there anyone in that that's like good? The original cast? Uh, well, there are two people nominated for a Tony for oh. it. Oh. Squidward and SpongeBob got that nominated, and SpongeBob's kind of jacked, which is interesting. <laughs> Not like huge, but like he's in really because he's a Broadway performer, so of course he's in great shape. Yeah, it's it looks crazy. That's Tom Kinney, right? The I mean the voice actress. I'm talking about the Broadway yeah. performer. Okay, so okay, they're separate. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they got a whole new crew of people to to really reinterpret these characters for the stage. Mr. Krabs uh, wears people, giant people sock and boppers. You know, I, I'm afraid it's not going to do well, and they're they're going to ask him like, "Oh, why didn't why didn't why didn't you think it performed well?" 
Oh, we we just don't think that the fans like SpongeBob characters deconstructed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can find us an email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can also find us on iTunes. Search Here Come the Sequels. Also, other places. My recommendation this week is Rocket Man. That's fair. I keep talking about I'm it. Very happy that you're saying this. But basically, it's a big. It's a music biopic done interestingly. It's a musical done well. Uh, it is also it is a jukebox musical that does not find super obvious lead-ins for all of its songs. It's not like they have him see footage of the space race or of the space shuttle launching and going, hmm. <laughs> You know, or somebody like, I'm, it's Saturday and I'm so angry, I just want to get into a fight. If only someone could vindicate that for me. And then he starts writing Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's uh, the way they work in, specifically the song Rocket Man, is, I think, really beautiful because they seem to uh, be interested more in discovering what would be tonally appropriate for this scene and what song would mm. thematically work. What a crazy idea. I know, right? Uh, so, like, Rocket Man and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Look at you, Godfather Part 2. <laughs> uh, Tiny Dancer, they're all used really well. Uh, it looks great, sounds great. I wish I'd seen it in the theater. Um, hmm. it's just, uh, it's just really cool. Rocket Man. I really want to see that. It's good. That is, on that DVD. is like the one movie I regret so far this year not actually having gone out and seen. I think, I think you dig it. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it's a movie that doesn't seem focused on like, let's give you a beat by beat explanation of what had happened in his life, but is rather about, let's examine his issues and where those came from. Right. Richard Madden is very good as a total jerk. Jamie Bell is quite good as Bernie Taupin, his, his longtime collaborator, who comes off really, really well in this movie. So there's a lot of love for Bernie Taupin, which suggests to me there's a lot of love for him and Elton John. Because Elton John must really love him because he had a pretty heavy hand in this, as I understand it. So, yeah, Rocket Man. So, do we, guys, do we want to tell them what we're doing next week? No. Or do we want to be, okay, no. surprise. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week for <laughs> another episode. Specifically... <clears throat> a Thanksgiving special. Yeah, it's a, it'll be a Friendsgiving. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, you know, Thanksgiving for us. It's is about a, joy. It's a time where we come together you know? and reflect. Like it's a Sunday, and we're on Instagram talking about how we're reflecting. Correct. And to give thanks for each other and for the movies. Just all of them. Just you know, all, you know, all the movies. Yeah, just it's about family, and that's what's so powerful about it. <laughs> yeah, it really is, guys. For today, for tomorrow. Oh, also, I just want to say, I just realized this. Um, I think we're done with Anna Kendrick franchises. Unless they make a Trolls 3, I don't think True. we're going to get uh, Anna Kendrick's not That's okay. More. We can review the Netflix series. It's fine. Uh, thank you. Well, I don't think she's in that, though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. I think, she's in a, I think she's in a special on Netflix, actually. Don't worry, Britain. I'll find some way to shoehorn in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but until then, I just want to raise her, raf- her, her jersey up into the rafters. And say thank you, Anna Kendrick, for giving being the bright spot in two franchises. Even though I didn't watch the first one, I wasn't here for it. <laughs> and also, she was barely in that one. I know, but I remember her, and she was great from when I watched okay. it. And okay. you're so good in these, and we thank you for your service. What else has she been in? In movies? Yeah, like what? What are, what are some other like? Up in the air, The Accountant, A Simple Favor, Rocket Science, The Mark Pease Experience, Camp. Oh my uh, God, Britain's just like I laying down the law Britain again. Does not have his phone in front of him. Yeah, this is uh, just like get a job, Rapture Palooza, digging for fire, uh, uh, drinking buddies. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Happy Christmas. Um, she's got a new one called Noel on Disney Plus, which I haven't watched it because I'm on Disney Plus yet. Um, what? It's not time to watch. Britain is in her contract. Well, eventually. Oh, I mean, uh, can't wait. Got it. We already watched uh, Gargoyles <laughs> twice. There, there is a great. Uh, Everyone was uh, was was dunking on the uh, 
She's in what to expect when you're expecting. There you go. <clears throat> many of the uh, into the, the, the ESPN uh, like top like mm. build reporters had to post like. I mean, may, uh, technically, we don't know they had to post, but I'm sure they had to post like, "Oh, hey, Disney, Disney Plus, it's awesome!" Oh, sure. you, guys, yeah. you know, brand synergy and all that. And so, uh, people were <laughs> like, <laughs> "That's fun." It was it was a fun day on Twitter. <laughs> um, Disney Plus is seems fine. It has like four things <laughs> right now. Really? It, I mean, it's got it's got like the, the whole backlog. Oh, and so yeah, like, and that's stuff that you want to yeah. get. That's obviously what like the selling point. But in terms of like original stuff, it's like it's got four things. Uh, the Mandalorian's pretty good. Yeah. But like it's. I'm, Alex mentioned that he's going to wait until Mandalorian is finished. I'm going to wait until there is more new content because I'm totally going to get it. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, let me let me build up and let me know it, like it's the Mandalorian that High School Musical thing, which I have not tried to watch, and like Noel, the, yeah, the Anakin and the Jeff Goldblum that you thing. just mentioned, and the Jeff Goldblum. You know, it's, it's I was not gonna. I was going to wait, and then one of my family members for their birthday got a Disney Plus subscription. So I was just like, yeah. oh, well, I, I've i got it. So I've already watched the first episode nice. of Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm going to get it for Noel for sure once it's uh, once I feel seasonally Who's ready. Noel? Anna Kendrick, I think. I mean, she's done it. And Bill Hader and Billy Eichner. Um, so I'm not entirely sure who Noel is, but I know who I am. And I know who I've been. And I will continue to be. And that's Britain. And I am ever presently Alex. She was also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And I'm t- which I already said. <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, and trolls, which we said. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know she's a bitch perfect? Yeah. I'm Tyler. You're having a good night. I can't take this anymore. <laughs>